This is the Acting Up Podcast with your host, Allie Goodman. Welcome to the Acting Up Podcast, a backstage pass to the life of a working actor and mom raising a kid with special needs. This week, I'm so excited because I am going to bring on a very special guest today. I have sort of teased out that I was going to do this before, but we're going to bring on Jen Zanotti to talk about uh, all of the cool things that she does, and she's going to help us come up with some strategies on dealing with some self-care very specifically. So I'm really excited. We're going to talk with Jen in just a few minutes, but um, since last week, was interesting. Um, I had, acting-wise, I had a really fun self-tape. Uh, and I can't talk about it because I had to sign an NDA, which is always fun. And those of you who don't know what NDA is, um, it's basically a non-disclosure agreement, which says I can't tell you anything about it, <laughs> the show that it was or anything about it, which is actually really fun when those happen because it kind of feels like, ooh, this is special. Um, so sorry for vague po- podcasting. Vague casting? I don't know how you would say that. Um, but I thought that was kind of um, kind of neat. And it was a really fun one to do. However, I had to make it happen in between. I mean, this is like how mom life is. Sometimes you're basically doing these things within the nooks and crannies of your day. So Jordan Jackson went down to sleep perfectly. And Jordan just, it was just one of those nights I think he was teething and he just didn't want to go. And so it get, kept getting later and later and later. And here I am like full face of makeup praying that once we put him down he would fall asleep and we could run downstairs and film it and the thing is I can't do them alone because I need John to film me so that he can one be the other person doing the lines and two I need him to do my uh when I do my slate I need him to to pan the camera up and down for me so (laughs) I don't have like a self-moving camera did those even exist? Probably not. Anyhow, so I need him. And and so the two of us have to be available and the kids have to be quiet or gone for us to make this work. So it was a very interesting thing. And it had to be done on that night because the next night he was not going to be around. You know, it was just one of those. But we made it happen and it worked and done and done. Um, and Jackson's been weirdly under the weather. He's actually home from school today. They called us up and he's home and he's sick. We're not sure what's wrong. Uh, he was complaining a little bit of a stomach ache, but he doesn't have a fever. He doesn't have the flu because we got him a flu test last week and he was fine. So I don't know what's going on with him. He's having he's having a rough one, though. So I'm hoping that he will start to feel better. But I had this day planned out super specific. So I had stuff going on in the morning, stuff going on in the afternoon. I'm doing my podcast today with Jen, like lots of things. And so poor John right now is dealing with both kids at home and one of them being sick. And that's never an easy place to be. But life goes on and we all have to sort of adjust and make it work. And so that's what we're doing. So the thing that I didn't give up this morning to do uh, actually leads us really well into what this whole podcast today is going to be about. Uh, I went and tried out for the first time. Uh, Deerfield does has a had built I think last year or year or maybe a year and a half ago sh- uh, Shred 415, and I've been meaning to try it. It's actually a lot of my actor friends in the city do this. Shout out to Audrey Francis, who basically was the reason that I even thought about trying it to begin with, and. Uh, I knew that I was going to do it. I knew I was going to try it. And I finally bit the bullet. And I'm 
going. And so today was my first workout and it kicked my butt. It killed me. I mean, this is like, I've only done one workout really, well, I mean, other than like a little bit of yoga at home. And that was actually with Jen. She's the one that did, did jujitsu with me and that kicked my butt too. So um, you can see I'm, I'm into the butt kicking right now and it's good for me. But while I was there, even knowing that Jackson was home and even knowing that Jordan was probably freaking out and both and John was dealing with both kids, I still took that hour for myself and I didn't, didn't cancel, even though I probably mama guilt wanted to and well, let's just be honest, excuse-wise wanted to because, hello, I mean, it's much easier to stay at home than it is to actually go and do your workout. But I had committed and I committed to myself and I knew that I would feel better if I did it. And so I did. And I went. And I'm and as dead as I was at the end of it, I'm really glad I went. Um, even though I walked into the door and it was like both kids were absolutely hysterical crying. So it was a lovely moment to like walk in. But I'm glad I did it. And that is... It, that's actually a perfect segue to bring in Jen and talk about what she does and who she is. So let me give you a proper introduction, Jen, before we actually start communicating and chatting for all my people here. So, all right. So this is Jen Zanotti. Jen has this amazing, we're actually sitting in her office at Gen Z's Beauty Services. Uh, Jen specializes in beauty, wellness, and jujitsu, as you all know now. Uh, and she is the host of one of my favorite podcasts, Getting Zen with Gen Z. If you haven't listened to it, it's on WGN Plus, and I highly recommend it. It's so much fun and I listen to it in my car and I love it. It just makes me so happy. So yay. So welcome. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I absolutely was looking forward to this all week. Um, And it's so fun to be the person getting interviewed versus (laughs) being the interviewer. So it gives me a really nice uh, break in a sense. It's amazing. Totally. You just get to like relax and we'll just drink our coffee and talk about it. Jen and I also realized when we went out for coffee the first time that we essentially have the same taste in coffee. We both Same drink. Same drink, same color scheme that we both love. It's just, it was very bizarre. We were like, wow, we really were meant to like We both had camo pants, didn't we? That's right. Yes. <laughs> the ones I'm wearing now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love it. I love I know, it. It's so funny. So uh, when, so Jen and I, and I, for those of you who remember or don't know or don't remember or whatever, we met on the Patty Vasquez, Vasquez show. So Patty had me on and Jen was there for Monday Motivation, right? Yes. We do a Motivational Monday segment. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. great. And, and we just sort of connected and we realized that we had people in common or we were from the same area we lived in the same city yeah it was just so random yeah I'm like wait a minute you know people I know and we we live right around basically around the corner from each other essentially and I was like hey so we hooked up and met for coffee and then just realized that this is just a perfect collaboration we needed to 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 start you know chatting and when I learned all of the really amazing stuff that Jen does and started listening to our podcast I was like oh I have to bring her on to talk to all of you. So Jen did my pro tips about self-care a couple episodes ago. So if you remember that, this is the same Jen. I talk about you a lot. Oh, well, <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm flattered. Yeah, Thank no, you. It's good stuff, though. I mean, you, you bring a lot to my world. So I feel like Aww. you'll bring a lot for all of our listeners, too. So talk to me a little bit, because I was trying, as, as we were talking about before we started, that I was like, I know that self-care is a really important thing, especially for those of us parents that have kids with special needs because we 
put ourselves last. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's a common theme for people in general. We put ourselves last and we don't. We're always thinking about our kids first or our lives first or our work first or whatever. But it it literally becomes priorities where sometimes I don't even pee because I, you know, (laughs) my kid needs me or needs something from me at that time. Mm -hmm. I actually was thinking about you. (laughs) <laughs> this is a terrible thing to say. This is so funny. I was thinking about I you. Want to I hear like, what you're about this to is say. crazy pants. So I, <laughs> so it was me and Jordan, the the 11 month old, uh-huh. home alone, and I had to pee so badly. And I was sitting there like, okay, I know. And I just changed him, and I knew there was nowhere to put him down. I couldn't put him in his crib because he would cry. And I was like, I can't handle that right now. And I was like, what would Jen do in this situation? I'm like, Jen would take the kid to the bathroom and pee. Yes, like, I that's would. That's exactly what I, she would do. I really love that I'm like the first person that came into your mind in that moment. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. It's hysterical. Um, but, you know, yeah. multitasking at its finest. Yes, like, exactly. Like sometimes you you got to do what you got to do. So, and Yeah, so, so expand on that for me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about how maybe those of us who really do have these like five-minute segments of time, how can we – bring in better self-care for ourselves and how would you recommend doing that it's funny because i just had this conversation this morning with uh my good friend who we are collaborating and writing a book basically on self-care and organizing time and, and and how to achieve you know the goals that you aspire to achieve but you know it's it all comes down to planning i'm a very organized individual and i think sometimes that's hard for people to understand and grasp but you have to prioritize your day we all have things Mm. that we need to do as a mom there's things that you cannot change and and you have to do for your kids right um but when we kind of take a look at what our what our day's broken out to broken down to we have maybe five minutes in in that day and if we have it we need to use it for ourselves and actively not just checking emails or looking on social media you know that's always fun do you have like a camera in my house i I mean (laughs) i'm just i'm just saying those are all fun things yeah but really good, if it's five minutes that you have, you need to ha- use that as quality time. Mm. And I think one of the biggest things that we don't do is breathe. Mm. Throughout the day, we get overwhelmed, we get stressed, and everybody's got different lives and scenarios. But I think it all comes down to the first thing is taking that breath. And it's like, it's okay to take a really good, nice, deep breath, take a few breaths in a row. Um, just to calm yourself mm. and kind of feel a little bit more at peace and like, okay, you know, I just took my breaths. I can go back into the day and handle anything. So I think that's one of the easiest things. But when you start accumulating, you know, I have five minutes today, five minutes tomorrow, five minutes the next day, that's a lot of time over the span of a week. Mm a month that you can utilize for yourself, whether it's something to get outside, it's to meditate, it's to breathe, um, you know, do some physical activity, squats, whatever you can, holding, you know, holding (laughs) your child or baby and, and, you know, multitasking and these little snippets that we have. um, I think it's truly important just for our minds and, and mentally to be present in that moment, in that five minutes. I love that because I think I know I suffer from believing like, well, if I don't have a whole hour, then I don't, you know. A I, lot of I, people yeah. do that. So you're saying that it doesn't matter. You don't need a whole hour. You can literally take five minutes and just do something that's mindful for you. Exactly. When I, you know, when I used this example earlier, we were talking, my girlfriend and I, and it was like, if you had 10 minutes every day, that's over an hour a week. Mm. 
And, you know, that turns into almost like six hours a month extra that you have. So versus not utilizing that 10 minutes, like Mm -hmm. when you can look at it like that and be like 10 minutes could equal six hours of time that I could use towards something for myself, you know, so, you know, utilizing every minute of the day, I think is very valuable. And even if it's 10 minutes, if you, if you haven't slept all night, you've been up and you need a power nap, set your timer for 10 minutes, shut your eyes, lay down, relax. It does so much for us. If it's journaling, if it's going for a walk, that physical activity, whatever it is, that 10 minutes is for you. Yeah. So use it how you would wish to or love to. And maybe making a list of that. What can I do? Throw on a face mask. Do something, you know, put on some makeup. Whatever it is that can make you feel good and confident and at peace, I, you know, I think it's important because if we want to be able to be our best selves and take care of everyone else, we have to put ourselves first. It's not selfish. Um, years ago, I wrote a blog about is self-care selfish? Because mm-hmm. so many times people think, well, I can't do things for me because that's being selfish and I'm not putting anybody else first. And it's really, you know, it's backwards. I mean, we have to be taking care of ourselves to be that 100% to be strong for everyone else in our lives and take care of them. It's funny too because I know that I suffer from believing that well I that's not as it's not as important or or fine I'll get to it and the I'll get to it turns into I never get to it. You never get to it. Never get to it. And that's something, you know, you don't want to regret things either. I think you know, it's like life is is short. And if there's things that are really truly important to us, you know, we need to write those things down and and look at it like where can I fit this into my schedule to be able to do it or at least start doing something like good for you for today going and getting that working at workout in no matter what your day ended up looking like if both <laughs> kids were home but that's important because I know how amazing you probably felt after and just getting there that's usually the trickiest part sure is once you're there you're in it you're present you're gonna do it but you know the getting there part is hard but you decided you know something in your mind made you stick to that plan and go for it Mm -hmm. and everyone survived yes you have the rest of the day you're getting through the day we're sitting here talking now it's amazing the kids are okay your husband's okay everything's great and you probably feel a a heck of a lot better mentally and physically than you would have if you hadn't gone for sure absolutely you know and it's funny too i think too i think this is something else that i i don't know if i'm alone in this but emotionally I think one of the reasons that I uh, struggle with taking self-care time is that this is so crazy, but I'm such an emo- – my emotions live on my on the surface, which is great as an actor, but it's not so great all the time as mm-hmm. a parent or as like a human being running through the world mm-hmm. that sometimes when I do take those moments of self-care, whether it's the workout or whether whatever it happens to be, all of a sudden I feel this huge rush of flood of emotions like I've allowed them out uh-huh. and – Man, I kind of want to keep them locked away sometimes because it's not really appropriate to go to pick up and be like hysterically crying. Be bawling. Yeah. So how do I manage those emotions? Well, you know, and I, I tell a lot of clients this and, and that's a great point that you bring up. Um, it's important to feel your emotions. So when we bottle them up, we put them away. We might be fine for a while, but we don't know what's going to happen down the road. Mm. And a lot of stuff just builds and builds and builds. So it is important that we honor that. And if, you know, I tell people all the the time, you want to cry, cry, let it out. You know, just 
let out that emotion. You need to feel it. But once you feel it, you can let go of it Mm. and move on. It's Mm. almost like a weight has been lifted. You've shed that. So, you know, we're all human. We we all feel differently. But I think the most dangerous, I want to say, and hardest thing we can do is just bottling it up, keep shoving all those emotions down. So that's actually good that you're releasing that. You know, in, in a se- I mean, yeah. hey, you you can't really you know schedule the timing of something. I was about like to that, ask because like, would that be part of my self care? Right? But um, you know, we can't control everything. Right. Speaking from a control freak, right but, here. Yep. Um, you know, it's super important. And then I think another really good avenue besides like physical activity, and that's probably why you're experiencing the emotion afterwards because you are kind of letting go and having that release. Yeah. But is writing and is mm. journaling. Um, you know, you don't have to sit there and write a long, you know, three page essay about your emotions, but literally, you know, I'll even tell people next to their bed at night, they have a journal and a pen and just write down the emotions they felt from the day Mm. because, or your thoughts or your goals or things you're grateful for, whatever you feel is going to benefit you most. But when we keep things in our mind, uh, we tend to make them a little bit grander mm. than maybe they are. Yeah. And we can work ourselves up a little bit. So I think when we, especially with fears um, <laughs> yeah. and worries, so I think when we can basically physically translate them into words on paper, it's an a physical act of letting that emotion go. Mm. And then we can see it and realize, okay, I, I, I'm aware of that and I recognize it and it's not so scary and I understand it more and you've taken it out of your mind and, and put it down elsewhere. Love so that. it's an act of, you know, you can do that through communication too or verbally, but you're letting your thoughts down on paper and you've let them go. I It's funny. I, I remember a while back and I was reading something about this and maybe you can speak to this, mm-hmm. that because I'm somebody, I come from um, the the era of age where where computers were introduced. We learned how to work on them, mm-hmm. but we also were still writing. So like, I still learned cursive as a kid. Like you know, and like yes. now they don't learn it anymore. It's just I, crazy. I, how do you sign your name? <laughs> no, there's still you... documents you need to sign your I name. Know, so I don't understand, understand that. that. But, but it's so funny to me. But um, the, because of that, I'm in that weird like. I don't even know what they call it. It's like it's like a generation something that's like it, right stuck in the middle, mm-hmm. and that because of that we understand computers we can use them and we're good like we're technically good at them but we you know but we also remember a time before we had them do you know what i mean yes absolutely we're in the same boat on that right i think we're around the same age yeah so i think there's this element where it's like if you write something down actually physically take a pen to paper Mm -hmm. it's supposed to do something different to your brain than if you actually type it out maybe on a keyboard or on a phone or whatever you're tapping it out right now not all of us are great at writing so if I have you know people who are like I don't really you know pen and paper and I don't get along as long as you're getting it out is okay you know whatever's gonna work for you in that moment I'm I'm very much I love the act physically of writing and you don't have to be you know a creative person or a writer or if you're and I my mom will attest to this I have the worst handwriting ever so (laughs) you know no matter what it is it's still just jotting down that word Mm. and and it's that act of doing it. It's Got the it. easiest thing that we can do for ourselves. Um, pen and paper, super easy. But, you know, if it's in your phone, 
I think anything you can do when you're in that moment and you recognize something going on and you need to get it out, if you have your phone and you work better like that or you're in your notes, wherever it is, you can just jot it down. You're still mentally releasing it. Got it. So, you know, of course, I think writing is probably a little deeper of a physical act. Sure. But you're still letting it go and recognizing it and you are using that awareness, Mm. which is very important for us mentally. Love that. I love that. Well, that's great because I think that also uh, it, it lends itself to that situation where what you're saying is, how do I make this the easiest possible for every, you know, everybody who doesn't have time? And, you know, this is kind of another thought to bring up, but sometimes we, you know, I was in the situation when I was going through my divorce and I wanted that outlet, but I didn't really feel like I could leave my thoughts somewhere <laughs> that makes present. sense yeah that makes sense um you know because they they were my thoughts and i i didn't want to get into an argument or a confrontation over them sure. in any sense so um there is there are amazing apps out there but one that i used in particular in particular was called penzu p-e-n-z-u.com mm. and it's an app and it's a journal it's an online journal and you have Um, It's like a diary, but you have a password to be able to get in it and you can journal all your thoughts so no one can get into it. That's brilliant. Um, So that's something because a lot of times, and the only reason I bring it up is I have had people in those situations where they just felt they weren't able to be comfortable and and have that kind of journal around um, depending on the situation they were going through. So something like that, and that is going to be, you know, more of a phone app or used on the computer, but it is secure so no one can get, get into in. it. That's so brilliant. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that because I think Absolutely. that that also, yeah, you're right. I mean, anything, you know what, things we like all that different fall struggles. the wrong hands, no. right? Exactly, sure. But exactly. if you need to say something or get it out, yes. that's a great, that's a great tip. Thank you. That's awesome. Absolutely. So I just want to shift a little bit because one uh-huh. of the things that I was, I was trying to think about like why I, when I first got Jackson's diagnosis, a lot of what I do on this podcast is I talk about ways that I wish I would have had a me to Mm -hmm. help me through this. Right. And what are some of the things that I, if I had had me or me plus, Mm -hmm. you being part of the plus, what what was I looking for? What could have helped me? So as I was thinking about this, I thought the one thing we haven't really talked about on this podcast yet is – and I'm going to be real frank, the the grieving process of the kid that I thought I was going to have. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm not alone in this. Uh, I've talked with other moms about this specifically, that, you know, you you have this amazing child. And, you know, you notice something off. You notice something's not 100%, whether you have other kids to compare to or not. But you start to look and you – and before you have those inklings – you have this idea of what your child's going to be. They're half of you, half of your partner, or however you got your child. And you have these visions of, of, I don't know, I had visions of going to Disney World or, you know, whatever it was. Or when I found out I was pregnant the first time, I had these visions of the two of them playing together and these, like, beautiful ideas of, uh, I just, you know, I, I just remember all of that. And as soon as this diagnosis was sort of put in my hand, all of that had to shift. And it, it shifts. It's in process of shifting when you have the inkling, but it hasn't fully shifted until it's like you have this report and confirmation. Absolutely. And then you just feel, you just, there's so much that you don't know what to do with it and nobody handles, you just don't know how to handle that mm-hmm. grieving process. 
Uh, and I will say I am on the other side of that to some degree, but there are moments. And John and I have been pretty honest about the fact that we have moments where we look at him and we go, I just, I, I just wish that you could just figure this out. I just wish that you were just able, to, I wish you were neurotypical and could just get this. And then we, of course, feel terrible and guilty and awful and, you know, tear and gnash our, you know, teeth and all that stuff because we do love Jackson as he is. So even though we are in a much better place now, I know I went through this grieving process and I had no help on that. So mm-hmm. can you speak to any of that or anything that you'd help with that? Yeah. First of all, you know, and, and just to say, and I was saying this to you before, you know, I'm, I think we have so many amazing people that we can utilize, you know, between, you know, therapists, counselors, people that really, that's kind of their niche and that you can always, you know, go to and speak to. And sometimes though it's like not having other people in your life that can relate or understand to what you're going through, it's hard to talk to your normal support system, like family and friends um, that may not understand. They're always going to be there for you and support you and love you, which is amazing. And, you know, I can't speak to, I'm not a mom. I haven't had children. You know, my sister just had a baby. So now I'm an aunt, which is the most amazing thing. But just understanding from a perspective of helping others go through emotion and grieving. First of all, the fact that you are so honest, we are human. Like, it's okay. I think one of the best pieces of advice I can say to someone is to be gentle with yourself, no matter what the situation is that you're going through. But you guys, you know, you had that quick moment. Maybe you had an inkling, but all of a sudden, once you got that diagnosis, everything shifted. Yes. So you didn't have time to sit and process like, thank you for that. Let me let me go sit here for you know a month or so and, and deal with it right. and figure it out until I'm good. You just, you had to care for your child and continue on with everyday life. And now this new fact, you know, of information. So I think, you know, we are human. We are going to have these emotions. We're going to think these thoughts. And I think just being honest is the best thing you can do and authentic. Um, That's so important. And you now sharing your story and your feelings, people can relate to you and you're helping so many others in a way that you don't even realize. And you're being that person for those other people who you needed at that point. I hope so. (laughs) Um, You are, you you know, even if you help one person, that's why I always do what I do. If I can help one person, it's worth it all and that's fulfilling. But, you know, I, I think using these tools as well as, you know, the journaling and and writing and understanding your emotion, um, going to places that make you feel safe and calm. Um, I think this is really where self-care comes into play because you do need to honor and take care of your feelings and and help process as you're going through this because you Mm want to be the best person you can for that child. It is for someone else. And there are going to be struggles along the way. And you are going to have frustrations. So being able to do something for you, even if it's that five minutes, I think is is very important. And I think people, when they hear something like that or they have this new news where, you know, it, it can be more stressful, everything becomes about that. Mm. And everything else goes away so they forget about themselves or they forget, you know, about people around them or the help and support that they can reach out to. And, you know, there's, (laughs) and you, you want to keep everything inside. Yes. So I think kind of, you know, finding those outlets or finding someone that you can communicate and talk with, 
finding different peer groups, finding those people that are going through the same thing and struggling because I think that's your best um, person that you can relate to and go through and they can listen and hear you um, and what you're going through. But I think when we get so inside, we need to realize, okay, we do need to take I need to take five minutes for myself right now so mm. I can be able to get through this day. Yes. Um, and, and I think that's something that's important to recognize that it's it's okay. And, you know, it's okay to honor and recognize what the life you thought you were going to have or the person that you thought, you know, your son was going to be mm. prior. But I, I had this quote. I said this to one of my clients the other day. Um because she was just feeling a, a certain way about herself. I knew when she came in to train that there was a lot going on, you know, mentally. Mm. And we can get in our own way sometimes. But I was like, you need to stop focusing on what you're not mm. and focus on what you are. Mm. And I, I think that's something that you can kind of look in this same, you know, perspective with your son. Let me stop focusing on what it was going to be. And focus on who this incredible person is in front of me. Definitely. And I think we and you've gotten tend to, to that get point. there. Well, no, we do. We tend to get there. Like, it mm-hmm. is a journey to get there. And I, I've encountered parents throughout all the different areas, me being one of them, mm-hmm. where I wasn't there, and then I was there, and then I thought I was there, and then I really right. wasn't there. And, like, and I think it is. It's like a continual decision. Every day is a new decision. Every day is a new decision. I ended up going back to therapy because – when I had Jordan, I my feelings about Jackson shifted around, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to handle that. Right. And so I went back to therapy because I thought I don't, I don't know why I'm I'm having so many problems relating to him now, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it was because the baby needed me so much, or I had all these hormones, or maybe a combination of all this stuff. Yeah. But my relationship with Jackson felt strained Mm -hmm. and it was all coming from me this poor kid was doing nothing it wasn't his fault you know but I didn't know how to handle that and so I here here's me thinking oh I've gotten through this and I totally accept my kid as he is and like we're and all of a sudden I was thrown into this world where that wasn't the case Mm -hmm. so I fully agree with you first of all go to therapy therapy is great but (laughs) therapy I I did a podcast on I had my therapist on there that helped me go through the divorce and with with my ex and I and I'm like therapy is one of the greatest tools that you could ever utilize I huge huge supporter of therapy 100% and if you need to be on medication it's okay medication isn't the devil so um because some people really do need it and mental health we all need to be mentally healthy so I'm a big fan of that but my point is that if even when we're in those moments where okay I can't get into my therapist today and I'm <laughs> I'm stuck in a situation where yes. I'm feeling these feelings and I want to find way I love the tools that you're giving us as mm-hmm. ways to navigate through it because I think we often I know I often get these moments it's the middle of the night or I'm up and you know the baby just cried and I'm up and then I can't fall asleep and then all of a sudden I have these thoughts I really can't call my therapist at two in the morning like I would love to Mm -hmm. but that's a whole extra amount of money that I don't have to just shell out to that so absolutely so how do I then navigate this and that's what I really love about the stuff Mm -hmm. that you you share and recommend because I think that it's so simple, but it also it's so easy to do and so easy not to do. 
the simplest things mm. usually are. And those of us that are perfectionists, welcome to my world. Yes. And and control freaks, welcome again. Um, I, I find that we are, like I was saying earlier, all or nothing people. If I don't have a full hour to devote to, to meditation or to working right. out or whatever, then it's not worth it and it's not going to do anything and who cares. And that's the wiring we need to get out of. Yes. And, and also, you know, I, I want to also mention that it's okay. This is going to be a constant journey. Mm. You know, it's not like you're going to make a decision that I've grieved this, I'm okay, or, you know, and, and now I can move on. <laughs> like, that's not how it works. Yeah. It's it's being aware and recognizing those emotions, and you never know when they're going to come up, but just working on them and being proactive mm. and, you know, trying to be positive, which I always talk about can be the hardest challenge ever, mm. um, but just you know, being grateful and and reminded of what amazing things are happening in your life and that you will get through things. But it is going to be a constant journey. It's not one, you know, moment where, okay, all of that is fixed. These are just tools to help you cope and maybe just look at the brighter, on the brighter side of things, right. you know, and yeah. know that things are, will get better. Mm. It might be a struggle in that moment, but you keep pushing forward because what's your other option? Well, exactly. That, And I think that's what it turns into. It's mm-hmm. like, what? I think that's, I, I would love to just touch on this. So I know that I'm not the only mom that deals with, uh, or parent, I should say. I, I always say moms, and it's not fair because my husband gets this too, but people will say to us things like, I don't know how you do it. I've heard that one. Mm-hmm. Or I've heard, um, yeah, I don't even know, like one like, Okay, well, I mean, it's not like God gives special kits to special people. I mean, that was something we talked yes. about with Patty, yes. but yep. uh, which is always a hard thing to hear anyway. Yeah. But, uh, but the third, but the bigger one for me is like, I couldn't, I, like something like I couldn't do it, or, or I couldn't do what you do every day, or something where the idea behind it is I'm trying to lift you up, but mm-hmm. what I'm actually doing is telling you that. You, you know, you're so, I don't know, like, like it puts me on a pedestal and then it makes me feel really weird. And I started to think about how it almost feels like, yes, you would. You know, I always want to tell everybody, like, you can't say that to me because you would do this if you were put in this position. Right. Because what is your alternative? Exactly. What are you going to do? Exactly. You're just going to just, like, leave the kid out on the, <laughs> like, on the course? Like, see, see ya. Peace out, buddy boy. Bye. Like, I mean, and, and again, like, I'm not going deep into the whole structure of, like, there are definitely kids that have to go places because they right. things are really, you know, a right. problem. But, but no, I mean, you're normal every day. You would just handle it. You handle it because you're a parent and that's what you do. That's what you do. So I it, it always blows my mind and I mean again we do this we do we've been brought up in a world where I don't know if it's capitalism but we're brought up in a world where we compare everything and we compare our lives to other people's lives oh boy you know what I mean and it's like the compare despair situation Uh and then I mean and I even do it like I'll go take Jackson to, to physical therapy and he's there and then there's another child that comes in who's medically challenged or has braces on their legs you know and Jackson is running around you know he's just we're trying to teach his body how to use it more efficiently and we're working with his OT and PT so that he can use his body better and mm-hmm. all these kinds of things his challenges are very different than maybe this person that literally can't walk you know and and then I sit there and I do exactly the same thing in my mind and I think to myself wow I don't know how they do it and then I'm like why am I even saying this I know how much I hate it when somebody says it to me I I think it when we get into that thought process it kind of helps us put things into perspective a little bit like okay this 
this person has a different challenge. Mm. I'm, I'm, this is the one that I'm faced with and I seem to have a handle on it. So I can't imagine going Mm. through that. I see. You know, um, but the comparison game, it's like, we, you know what, honestly, and this is why I tell people too, I'm like, you can never judge anybody else. True that. Because you don't know what's really going on. You know, you may look at somebody and think, oh, why couldn't, like, they seem to have an easier time. Why can't I have that life? Where you don't really know what's going on. Everyone has their own struggles. Right. Or comparing to like, oh, thank goodness, like, you know, I can deal with Jackson this way, but like, you know, I see this other child who might have more of a physical, you know, um, issue and, and, and problems. And it's, it's like, you know, we, we compare and look at things to kind of make us feel better or put things into perspective. Right. But it's, it's just, everyone has different struggles that they deal with. Yes. So you're right. And to the point is, and we talked about before, you're going to have to deal with it somewhere or somehow you're going to get through it. You're going to persevere. Mm-hmm. And it's just using it's just remembering, I think, to be kind to yourself while you're doing it. Mm. I think that's really what it all boils down to because we are human and yeah. we're going to go through the emotions and we need to experience those emotions and not let them bottle up inside because that's when, like I said, they can become dangerous or we can have an outburst or we can have a breakdown or that's when chronic stress and things can build up. And stress is one of the biggest things that I think we take for granted. Oh, Everyone takes agree. it for granted. Fully agree. They're like, oh, I'm stressed. I can deal with that. No problem. Well, it builds up and builds up and builds up. And it's like we're, we shouldn't have to deal with all the stress. Right. You know, it's not a normal thing. Right. And, you know, you, you need to be able to have these self-care tools to be able to let that go because that's what's going to cause different health issues. Do you find that as you, and and again, I mean, I am seriously feel like we need to have you back on to like talk about this because I really want to delve deeper into where, how you got to this point, mm-hmm. you know, like give us your like sort of journey of, of, cause I know you didn't, you weren't all, you weren't all gen, <laughs> gen Z's, Zen Gen from the beginning. I know you've no, gone through and a I'm lot. Still, and I'm just putting this out yeah. there. Listen, days can be, the past two days I was struggling. <laughs> And and that's when I did my motivational Monday video for next week about no is a complete sentence oh, because yes. that one that's the one I needed this week oh, big my goodness. time. Oh no. Um so but I think it's just the awareness yeah. and recognizing things sooner. Yeah. Um and being able to deal with them and push forward. I think that's you know the recognition. It's not like I don't go through struggles and other people Sure. Don't. It's like you you haven't gotten to that point and then you're done, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's always a, exactly. A um Do you but, find yeah. that now at having done as much work as you've done on mm-hmm. yourself and with yourself and helping others, mm-hmm. I think also helps. It's like we teach, we learn. Yes, you absolutely. know how that is. <clears throat> Do you feel like you can recognize those things faster. You reach a point quicker. You can say no in a more complete way. Do you know what I'm a saying? A thousand percent. So like versus where you were before, before yes. you started doing this as sort of a daily practice or like a regular thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's sort of like a, a muscle that you worked out and I just better at it. I, the, the mind is a very complex thing and 
you know, I even tell people when they they want to start meditating um, and breathing can be meditation. You you can't do meditation wrong. That's a whole other topic to <laughs> yeah. talk about. But um, you know, you're you have to exercise the mind just mm. like you do the body. And when you do that, you get to those places quicker. Mm. So when you want to relax and kind of and it's not shutting down the mind, but you want to get to that peaceful place, you can do that so much quicker when you are doing it consistently and more often. Mm. So it becomes of a, a faster exercise for you and, in a sense. And figuring out when you need it too, right. I would think is being probably. Being aware and intu- like being intuitive and, and knowing what your emotions are or when they are and recognizing them. Like I will full on know when I am overwhelmed yeah. and stressed and I'm like, Jen, you need to take a time out. Love like that. you need, you know, I have this 10 minutes here. I'm setting the timer and, and closing my eyes and that's it that's amazing because I think that's where I know I struggle it's like I don't always know I, it's like I I know myself pretty well I think mm-hmm. but I don't always know when I'm hitting that critical moment and then I have like it bursts like you right. said like you're bottling 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 and then it like it's almost like a pressure cooker that explodes and I think that's where that's one of the differences is I know that it's okay that <laughs> I'm getting to that point yes and need a time out right. or to chill or figure something out for myself in that moment. Whereas a lot of times we're like, this isn't okay. Like, I can't deal with this. I need to put this away for later yes. and just keep moving on. Or I shouldn't be feeling these feelings. Or it's wrong that I'm I'm getting stressed or emotional. Yes. That's not the case. So we're judging those emotions We're judging too ourselves. Much. Yes. That's... Coming back to you need to be gentle with yourself. We're going to be... go through these highs and lows. I need to be more of an instant pot, and I need to, like, release that steam. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think communication and being honest with ourselves is, you know, the best thing that we can do. I love it. For us. I love it. And I think even more so now, having more challenges and more struggles, and as in my case, as Jackson gets older and I have this baby, I think I didn't really think about the fact that that also meant that I'm going to need more time for me mm-hmm. so when I started this podcast people kept wondering why are you still talking about the acting piece of this like you know what why is that important and I have I absolutely 100% will not stop talking about that because for me that is an I that is that was my identity That's to begin with that was who, who I are. was yes to begin with it never ended it doesn't stop because I'm a mother I didn't put that away. And so you will hear about whatever it is that I have to talk about in the acting world at the very beginning of these episodes, sometimes throughout, because to me, that keeps me who I am. Mm-hmm. I am not, I, I do not want to turn into just Jackson's mom. You know, first of all, I have another kid. But right, <laughs> right. But also, I am a multifaceted human being and I have a lot of things that I'm interested in. I love, I love puzzles. Hello, like you know what I mean, like. But you know. this is who you are, and right. staying true to who you are. Yes. And I don't want to say, you know, so many people think, you know, I am not a mom, and I think that is one of the most amazing things that people can do is bringing a child into this world and being a mom, and it is such, it has to be such a fulfilling thing, and there are a lot of struggles and ups and downs with that sure. journey. Um, but. A lot of times I think people look at someone and think that's their only role. Yes. And I I can't imagine. I know that would probably, I want to say that would probably irritate me, mm-hmm. you know, to some extent. Because it's like, yes, I am a mom and I'm proud to be a mom, but I am not just a mom. Right. 
I am all these other things. Exactly. I have passions. I have hobbies. And I can imagine that this podcast is an outlet for you for your self-care. Heck because yes. you're able to talk and communicate and be open and authentic. And this is this is a self-care practice Heck right here. Heck yes. This is your biggest tool. Okay? So everyone does that differently. Yeah. So enjoying a hobby or a passion is something that's great and beneficial and can be used as self-care. Love it. But you need to... You need to recognize who you are, you know, because you are now a mom and that might be a bigger role in your life. Sure. You are still an actress. You are still enjoying the things that you love to do and you want to keep that as part of you. Absolutely. And you should never let that go. But things are going to evolve. And even, you know, everything you have been through, you know, up up to this current date, all of these years from who you were before, this is making you the best version of yourself. Mm. And I think that's what people don't understand. The good times define us. The bad times define us. The struggles define us. That makes us who we are. Love I would not. I love getting older. Yes. I love. You know, and yeah. a lot of people have trouble with like getting older and age. And I, you know, I'm 37 now. And thinking about going back to my 20s, mm. I'm like, oh my god, no. no. There's just so much more wisdom and clarity and. Having gone through those journeys and those hard times, it's like, yeah, man, like I got through that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I'm celebrating that and I am who I am today because of it. Well, and people forget that it's like if you went back, you wouldn't have what you have now. No. Back you'd be then, start, you'd be exactly. starting back. Exactly. Like, I don't want to be that person. Right. Like, hey, if I can take this wisdom and go back and like relive for sure. sure. No, no problem. problem. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, no, there's no way. But no, you know, it's just, we all evolve and that's a beautiful thing. But yeah. You have to keep doing what's important to you because no one else is going to do it for us. True that. We can have support. We can have all the people that love us all day long. But, like, it's up to you to live your life, man. Yeah. I love it. Thank thank you so much. (laughs) That sums that up. Oh, no. This is great. This is so great because I I really do feel like, as you said, we're still on this journey. Mm -hmm. Everybody's still on a journey. And you can't – Nothing bad comes from, first of all, learning more, no. getting knowledge. Because if it doesn't work for you, you're not going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. But trying things out, trying new things, and like and, and evolving and learning and getting better. You know, we, exactly. <clears throat> we don't have to manage and do everything and get everything down. I mean, I don't think that this would have been a conversation I could have had if I was one month out of having had my son. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting – he's almost 11 months. I mean, we're at this point where it's like, okay, I can actually really start to go back and focus a little bit more on me yes. a little bit more again. And maybe instead of one minute, I can increase it to five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 right. minutes when he takes a nap now that he's actually napping. Mm-hmm. So, the, But those things are necessary to recognize and know that it's okay to do. Absolutely. So I, I so appreciate it. I You just, seriously, you've helped us so much already. And I just, I really, Aww. I thank you so much. I, I, I know I'm, we all love you. So. I'm so Oh, well, I love you. And I'm so happy that we were able to connect yeah. and that, you know, I, I just want to, you know, be able to help others the best I can. So I hope I can do that. Yes, definitely. And I can't stress enough. If it, First of all, tell everybody how they can find you if they're looking for you on social media. Yes. So you can follow me on Instagram at Jay-Z Beauty and the Beast. Which is like the perfect name for her. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Go ahead. And on Facebook, I my personal profile is Jennifer Zanotti. And then I have my page for my podcast um, and all things business related is just Gen Z. 
and I recently joined the Twitter world. <gasps> yeah. Which, uh, you know, I, I, I have to step up that game a little bit and learn there. But it's at Zen with Gen Z. And my YouTube channel is Living Life with Gen Z. Yes. Jeez, there's a lot going on. You got, so. You've got a lot going yeah. on. I love it. Yeah. I'm like staring at your ring light. I'm like, like mm, mm. that's beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I've been watching your Monday motiv- or your motivation. Yeah. It's on yeah, Mondays. Motivation right? yeah, Mondays. Mondays. Yeah. I love it. It's yeah. been great Thank on your you. YouTube. Yeah. I Thank love it. So and I love that you're also like helping me remember that I need to go to YouTube to look at it because I've been seeing them on your on your other uh, platforms, which is great. So yes. thank you for that. But of I will. Course. I know I subscribed and all of that because I want to help your viewership go up. So I appreciate that. Of course. I appreciate that. Hello. <laughs> That's what we do. Thank you all so much for joining us on Acting Up with Allie Goodman. I just want to tell you how important it is that we continue to have these conversations. So please reach out and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Allie Real to Real. That's Allie, A-L-I-R-E-A-L-T-O-R-E-E-L. Please share this podcast with anyone you think might need it. And of course, the best way for people to find this podcast is if you leave a review. So please rate us and review us. I'm so thankful for all of you. This podcast only exists because you listen and continue to bring inclusion and love. So thank you. Okay, friends, just take it one day at a time, one minute at a time, sometimes one second at a time, and just hang in there. We are all in this together.